What's up, Magic fans? This is Mackenzie Thurkill of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from my favorite guys across the pond at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Geraint, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! How's it going, Magic fans? And welcome to episode 92 of Penny for Your Thoughts, the podcast of Orlando Magic UK. As the lads have said in recent weeks, if you would like to help us do what we do, then there are a few ways you can do that. The first is by subscribing to the Orlando Magic UK YouTube channel. The reason we ask this is quite simple. If we can get to a thousand subscribers on this platform, YouTube begins to pay us. That money would be used and is used for paying for prizes we offer from time to time, the website, domain names, and a whole load of other stuff we have to do to actually provide this service. Also, we cover our costs when you use our affiliate codes for the NBA Store EU and Fanatics UK. As well, you can use our online store, which is magicfansapparel.tmail.com. All of the links are in the description of the podcast, and you can find them at orlandomagicuk.com. So that's the, the plugs out the way. And first of all, you'll notice I'm joined by the ever-present Iron Man of Orlando Magic UK. I think that would make you like the Cal Ripken if you want a baseball joke of um, Magic <laughs> UK, Mr. Mikey Clark. So how's land uh, life in the land of sweet cider today, Mikey? What's up, Gary? I'm good, mate. Thank you. Uh, no cider for me, mate. Like you said, diet starts now, ready for Orlando in October. So uh, yeah, I'm staying off that till October, mate. I'm good, staying- man. Good man. You'll also notice we're joined by a good friend of the show and it's the co-host of the Balls in Our Court podcast, Mr. Cortez Paul. And I'm really excited about this one. How's things going in what I'm assuming might be sunny but early Florida today, mate? Oh man, it is very sunny down here. It's very hot, uh, humid. So, but right now, this is what we get in Florida. You get eight, eight months of summer. So, but hey, it's a blast, man. I can't wait to get you guys down here again and and take you around to Orlando again. It, it was a fun time having having you down here, my man. Oh man, I absolutely loved it. And I, I know I'm gonna we're gonna touch on this later in the podcast, but your recommendations for what to do in Orlando were absolutely just 100 percent on point. Really, really good. So absolutely. we will touch on that later on. So before we start, we've got a little bit of magic news. Um Shams on July the 28th believes that number one pick, Paolo Banquero, is finalising a deal to sign with the Jordan brand. So, Mikey Cortez, what would your thoughts be on this move? Uh, give it, give the kid the bag. <laughs> I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty pleased that he signed with Jordan. Um, and the, the Jordan Nike brand, for me, probably have the best uh, advertising that a lot of these players are going to get in terms of, like, the, the shoes and and uh, and that sort of thing later on down the line. Um, he's the number one pick. He's obviously going to draw a lot of attention, uh, being the, being the number one pick and and now signing with the Jordan brand. Um, hopefully, it's going to continue to put the magic back on the map because uh, the magic are coming. <laughs> this is a big deal, man. I, I thought he was going to be a low key and probably sign with Puma. And I also thought he was going to either sign with Nike, too, because he's from Seattle. So, you know, Nike has got a grip hole over there in that region. So, But nonetheless, you know, signed with the Jordan brand. Um, he's really trying to go big. And and that means well for our our franchise that we root for and a lot more attention coming our way, as I agree with Mikey. But um, he's putting a spotlight on, on, the, on the basketball club and, and we, we got to see if we built for this pressure. But hey, man, diamonds are built with pressure. So let's see what happens. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I think just what you guys have said, and I think it would be really exciting again to be able to go into a, a store or go online and say, actually, that's one of our guys' signature shoe. Like, you know, the T Mac, the Penny, the Shaq, the Dwight, having that again would be, or can only be good for Orlando. Can only be Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. <laughs> You'll notice I'm wearing a hoodie today. I've got an actual spoiler here that I actually have the uh, brand new Orlando Magic, I believe, uniforms for next season. This is what I think they are. So I'm just going to unveil the Tumor edition. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> got the polo neck on. Uh, going for wow. the Tumor. <laughs> they're, they're bringing the sleeves back. Yeah, we've got it. Tumor edition jerseys for the day's pod. 
this was what I think we'll be wearing next season. So all the jersey mock-ups, you've been one up. Here it is. Wow, man. That is impressive. <laughs> you always are good with the jerseys, man. So I, I'm I'm not surprised that you're the plug here. <laughs> I'm I'm more impressed that the colours of you of your polo match your jersey as well. <laughs> Did you go out and buy that specifically just for today? <laughs> oh, he's even got the magic logo on there. Wow. It's branded, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, the man is everywhere. I love it. <laughs> we can do this. It's it's easy to do. We can match the colours. Bit of Gokwan going on there. It's all good. <laughs> My man. You just, you just need some of the glasses to go with it now just to finish off the outfit. Can't oh, wait, man. Can't wait. I'll get that done for uh, Orlando in October. You know? <laughs> So y'all not y'all y'all didn't think they was gonna bring the T Mac bubble jerseys back? That's what I was. That's the ones I kind of wanted back in some kind of form or fashion. It's I, I'm with you on that one, Cortez. Yeah, I was. I, I, the, there is a rumor. Apparently, they're pushing it back to next season, aren't they? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's coming. I think it's coming, but I think we've got to wait another year. So, what is gotcha. it? One of the Jersey, um, one of the guys on Twitter, there's a few people who seem to just follow Jersey news and they had out the classic editions that were coming out this year and we weren't on the list. We originally were being plugged for the blue stars print and then that's disappeared and you can see like classic Warriors won again and San Antonio's got a uh, George Gervin special, but yeah, I guess we are next season, but we, we can live with that. Yep. Sure can. I'm patient. <laughs> Wait for Paolo to win Rookie of the Year and then they can yep. drop some hot jerseys next year. That's what we want, man. Absolutely. And so we're going to jump into our guest section, Cortez. So there's going to be a lot of questions. It's going to be like a grilling of you here, but a friendly one at that. And Mikey, I'll let you, I'll let yeah. you start and we'll go from there. So uh, t- tell us about your uh, Magic fandom then, Cortez. How did you become a Magic fan? And have you got any favourite memories? So when I was growing up, uh, believe it or not, I was initially a baseball fan. I was a Cincinnati Reds fan at like seven years old. And playing basketball with my friends in the neighborhood here, I just like just really converted to basketball within like the summer. And so come to realize, I remember watching some games when we went back to school on TV and it was the Charlotte Hornets was kind of like the first team. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I like this Charlotte team, and this is me as a young kid, like watching Larry Johnson and Muzzy Bowes and Dale Curry, and I'm like, hmm, they're they're a fun team. Come to realize, there was a game that came on on, on a on a Saturday, and it, the Magic. So I'm like, oh wow! So we have a team here in Orlando. I you know at that young age I didn't know, so of course my dad and my family. My my dad is a big basketball fan. Unfortunately, he's a Lakers fan. Um, <laughs> so we'll skip uh, over that bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I recently, I, so I, I latched on to them and I remember just being a magic fan. That was the day one when I was eight years old, uh, back in 90, 94. That's when I became a magic fan and just attached on to them. Uh, Penny was my favorite player. There was tall six foot eight guy that can handle the ball as a guard. It was just, Looking into the future, because looking at it now, it's, it's so many big guys ahead on the ball. We just drafted one. Um, and so it's just that at that age, seeing someone that tall doing guard-like skills was just an aura. Shaq was this big presence, so he was fun to watch. Um, but I remember, here's, here's, here's this, this is where the story gets sad, and I had to make a decision. Um, Shaq was in free agency, and he was ready to leave Orlando, or in, in the midst of getting ready to leave Orlando. Um, so my dad come in the room and, and was like, Hey, so I just want to tell you happy birthday. I'm like, ah, oh, thanks dad. You know, so oh, by the way, I, I, I got to drop some news for you. So he had a newspaper and showed me that Shaq went to the Lakers on my birthday. I was 10 years old and Shaq went to the Lakers on my birthday. And I never forget this. My dad was like, so what you going to do? Are you going to be a Lakers fan? Or are you going to be a magic fan? And long and behold, I still be a magic fan. All those excruciating torture years that I'm still remain. I chose to be a Magic fan, so it was a it was a character building moment that, <laughs> that I chose to, that I stayed the root for the Magic, and I've been a fan ever since. And I love this basketball team, season ticket holder, and they're they're my squad, man. I love them. 
good or bad or ugly. Right. You, you've probably, me and Maggie had a conversation the other day and I, I've gone back to this a couple of times, but I actually remember as well that very day. And obviously we didn't know each other then, but I got into Orlando on that day when Shaq left for the Lakers. So actually I remember checking into the hotel and there was like a couple of bellhop guys standing there and they were making like, oh, maybe Shaq would do it for this money. And I was like, that isn't a good sign. So I was about 15, 16 at the time. And then I went up to the room, put the TV on, and here's Shaq saying, well, you know, Orlando's still got Penny Hardaway, but I'm going to be a Laker. And it was at that very moment, I was just like, it's going to be a while before we are relevant again. And I was saying to Mikey, I can remember people burning Shaq's jersey. And someone actually, like, I think hung or burned a cutout as well of Shaq on the yeah. local news. And I was like, man, people here are angry, <laughs> really angry. It's not just me, but it's one of those being in America, seeing that. And then the, when Dwight left, I was telling Mikey, I actually went past Los Angeles, drove past it on the day Dwight left. So when Bancaro and Wagner are up for free agency, I'm not coming to America at that point. I'm not going <laughs> at all. <laughs> It ain't happening. <laughs> you know, man. Cortez, a very common question that we um, we ask um, when people come on the pod is what would be your all-time magic starting five? And I'll tell you mine right now is Penny, T-Mac, Turk, uh, Rashad, and Shaq. What would be your all-time magic five? Okay, so uh, that was a good question. I actually like this. Um, I get this all the time, actually. So I would go with Shaq at the five. I would go with Dwight at the four. Mm-hmm. Um, at the one, I go Penny. Two, T-Mac. Three is a wild card, and I will go with Grant Hill. Mm-hmm. But I, I was going to add a little bit extra to this. So my guys off the bench, um, Vince Carter, uh, Vucevic, and uh, Turkey Loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis is in there somewhere, of course, but uh, those would be my, my rotation guys there. So I, I got to have those four. But. Grant Hill and Vince Carter was a toss-up for me, but I went more Grant Hill if he was healthy because uh, he's more diversified with his game and, and probably could fit in like a plug with there and, and play amazing defense. So Vince can just provide the scoring off the bench. Mm-hmm. Grant Hill's one of my all-time favorites as well. So me and Mike, it's like mine and Mikey's conversation on the phone <laughs> the day. Grant Hill, it's just such a shame that he got the injury he got as he was coming to us because I, th- I think that he was the, before it became Kobe's era, I think it was going to be MJ to Grant Hill, Grant possibly Penny, and then then it would have passed on to Kobe. Um, So it was was something. Maggie, what's your all-time five? I've not really thought about it. Um, On the spot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, put me on the spot. Uh, Penny and Shaq have to be on there first. Uh, T-Mac. You can't not put Dwight in there. Mm. I can see, I know why you haven't gone Dwight because <laughs> because of floor spacing. But Shaq and Dwight have, would, would be would be there. Um, I'd probably edge Turk over Rashad just for his playmaking and his passing. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you need his floor spacing as well. If you've got Shaq and Dwight out there as well, so. <laughs> If I was going best five players, then I would have put Dwight in. Undoubtedly, I just looked yeah. at it like modern NBA type and thought I want to have some shooters yeah. around Shaq. But I, I can't disagree. I can't disagree with your five, mate. Uh, approach. So. Yes, the approach there. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, be, be interesting. So, Cortez, we've got a bit of a, an anniversary for you to uh, today, which is um, you've you're big contributor to the Magic on Twitter, and there's a cult clip um, of your reaction to the 2021 NBA draft. Um, could you just fill the listeners in as to what happened? Because I cannot do this justice. Gotcha. Well, I, you know, of course, we had two draft picks last year and, and one of me and the Bulls pick. So, of course, we watched and saw it saw slip, um, got pretty excited about that pick. And so I jump up and down for joy. So the next pick, the eighth pick, I was all in on Al. Sagoon. Like, that was my guy. I was like, okay, we need someone that's, you know, very sound offensively, got some good post moves. We just lost Vucevic. So let's try to, we didn't know what we really had in Wendell Carter yet, Junior yet. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, let's just see what happens here. Um, 
Have I watched him clip some fronds? Yes, I educated myself a little bit on fronds, but I didn't really know him that well. So this was just me being uneducated at this point. Uh, so when when we got the pick, it was it was pretty much a shock to me because it was like, man, I did not get what I want. And so my reaction was like this little kid that you just took his candy away from him, and it, it was it was the it was and everybody on Twitter was like, that's my reaction. I had my arms folded like this, set back down. And my my buddy who recorded just like he was like, dude, your face is priceless. So, and as soon as I put it on, I was like, I said, guys, I got to post this because this is gonna go viral. As soon as I put it on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, that was me, that was me, that was me. A year later, I done made when he that had that dunk in the Minnesota game. I apologize after that. I apologize again, and I'm on this podcast in the UK. I'm apologizing again, LeFrons. <laughs> This is why I am a fan. This is why I sit my butt in the seat and watch a game. And Jeff and John handled the, the personnel decision. So kudos to them. This was a great pick by them. <laughs> Let, let's let's be honest, mate. We we all, you know, I think I didn't hear any Magic fans say that we're going to take France with the eighth pick. And I was, I'd looked at a bit of Sengun and I'd looked at uh, Book Knight as well. And I think the whole processing of not getting a guard because I was expecting us getting Scotty Barnes at five and yep. then processed. And then when it hit, I just kind of went, Oh, right. Okay. And then <laughs> the silence and then like trust the front office and then just back to business. But who I did think- you, who did you want with that fit? Uh, fourth, sorry, the fifth pick Cortez. If you had so, to choose uh, last year between, I, I know when, with hindsight, Barnes is just one rookie of the year, but mm-hmm. who were, who were you on going into last year's draft? So I was, listen, I was, I, if we got at Barnes, cool, but we had the Aaron Gore experience. So I just didn't want to deal with that again. Yeah. So I, I, I'd rather was to hope that somehow we, if we, if we, who, I know there was somebody I want, but it wasn't Scotty Barnes. I was like, go with somebody else. I'm sleeping on, I'm sleeping on who I wanted, but I know it wasn't Scotty. I was like, let's let him go sit. I think it was a little bit of, it wasn't Kaminga either, mm-hmm. but I was hoping that I was hoping that Suggs slipped. That that was I was like, let him slip, let him slip, let him slip. And once that happened, like I mean, everybody in the arena freaked out. I was like, there's no way he's slipping past four because Toronto just got rid of got rid of Kyle Lowry, so they need a guard. And I was like, there's no way. And then New Jersey ended up picking Scotty Barnes, and we just went crazy. I went to the draft party; it was, it was crazy in there. Yeah, so I was praying that he slipped. That sucks. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, speaking of clips, Cortez, you landed quite the position before the final home game of the season against the Heat, where where Gary was there too as well. Uh, can you elaborate on this a little for people listening? Sure. So, yeah, I got selected to on um, fan appreciation night. I was one of the fans that got selected to announce a player. Mm-hmm. And so this is pretty cool because when I went to college, I, I did some public address for soccer, football, volleyball. Um, so I, I have experience doing this, so it wasn't particularly new to me. Um, but this was dream, this, this legit was le- a dream come true for me to sit there and now so a magic basketball player. Uh, so it, it came to where I was sweating bullets because the the game before, because I had two players, I had Cole Anthony and I had Mo Bamba. So I did two videos for those guys. Cole was already in a boot, so I already know he wasn't going to play. The game before, Mo Bamba got hurt. And I'm like, well, just my luck. <laughs> I was like, so, <laughs> so I'm sweating. I'm like, man, I done did this video. I know it's going to kill it. Everybody's going to love it. So I remember I kind of like, I was like, Mo, I said, Mo, I don't care if you play five minutes, man. Can you, can you at least, I tweeted like, can you at least play for five minutes? Just get introduced. Cause I, like, this is a dream for me, man. Like, I want I want to do this. Like, I want to show myself. So, um, next thing you know, it's funny. Gary come down for the last game for the Heat. We go to the Lodge. And I'm like, he's like, make check your Twitter. And I look at it, and they post the video. I said, no way. So, I'm like, man, I'm like in the bar like, yeah, oh, my God, no way. <laughs> Gary's like, that's you, man. That's you. I'm like, no way. So, I go to the arena, and – I, I see the video coming and I was trying to record it. And as soon as I get to the part, I'm like, let's go. 
that's me. Let's go. That's me. It's like, I'm, and everybody in the session is like, yeah, that's you. That's what's Oh, man. So, like, I told God, like, can you give me your video? Because I wasn't, you wasn't screaming. So, can I have your video? So, I can put it up and load it up. <laughs> but, man, Mikey, it was a, it was one of the best experience I ever had. Um, even, even the magic Twitter man was like, Cortez killed that, man. And it was just so much feedback. Except for the one guy that, that had a, animated profile picture and said, yeah, that third guy killed it, but his something's wrong with his face. But I'm like, I guess, man, whatever. But the guy who got who's got a uh, a picture as, as a as a anime character said something wrong with my face. Okay. But no, besides that, it was great. It was uh, <laughs> from his basement of his mom's house. Exactly. So I, I had a I had a s I didn't have as good an experience as that. But uh, when uh, Paul G and I uh, and families and friends, we went over for the the playoffs in 2019. We were all there for games three and four. And uh, Paul and G obviously aren't here tonight or this afternoon. So it's it's even funnier they're not here because I can tell the story properly. And uh, (laughs) we walk into the Amway and we go and bump, we go and speak to Mackenzie, Nick Anderson, Dante comes over, Brian here. We have our pictures with them. And then Mackenzie comes up to us and she said, do you mind if you got, do you guys want to do an interview for, for Fox Sports to, to go on the broadcast for the game? And we're like, yeah, 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 that's cool. So me, me, Paul and G, and this is on our YouTube channel, so you can actually check it out. But um, we're there, we do the interview, we walk away and we're like, they're not going to use three Brits. Why do they want to listen to us? So we go into the game. And then later on, our phones are blowing up because people are messaging us going, you guys are on Fox Sports and giving it all of that. And uh, it was really cool until afterwards when we got some, when we had some Wi-Fi and uh, and we could actually watch a video back and we're watching a video back and uh, I pop up, my little uh, clip comes up, then they cut to a couple of American fans, then they cut to Paul. I think they cut back to me again and Paul. Anyway, it gets to the end of the video. There's no Geraint whatsoever. They've cut Aww. him out of the entire thing. So um, I feel a little bit sorry for G, but um, I always joke that they couldn't understand his Welsh accent, which is why they didn't put him on the video. But um, that was quite funny. That was quite funny. I've got no chance then, really. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry. no chance. That's cool. But um, yeah, that, that was quite funny. That was quite funny. Um so moving on, Cortez, for reflecting back on last season, record-wise, we didn't obviously have the best year with 22 wins, but there's a reason for optimism with Bancaro now um, and players taking the next step from last season. What what are your takes on what you saw from last year and where we, go, where we are now going into the new season? I've been very vocal about our season that we really, truly don't know we have. We have this potential and Potential is always a scary word to use, but we have a lot of young talent that we have on this team. Um, the way they set up the season last year was they, as I use the word, they strategically tanked. Um, I mean, for the whole COVID, I brought the hate, uh, the breakout that we have with the COVID situation, and we had to use G League players to come in there. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, John and Jeff were smiling when that happened. Not for the people that are sick, but that's the fact they can lose more games and have an excuse like, oh, this is why we can lose more games. Um, there were times where, and, and that's why I say some of these players, they were put in situations that was more they can more than bear. You see Cole Anthony, who started the season great. I mean, he ended up getting hurt. So he was carrying a lot of bit of scare, uh, the scoring load a little bit. So I feel like now that John came out on a, on a podcast, I believe it was Brandon Kravitz show, saying that they're – not going they're they're actually gonna try to win or they're gonna try to build around it. He he actually kind of paraphrased say that they're not tanking. So I do believe that we are gonna be a better basketball team. We're gonna be a fun basketball team to watch. Um a lot of things that we didn't have last season, like T Ross said, <clears throat> we have now. We have someone that can get to the rim, someone that can get us in uh in the penalty, create foul shots for the team. We have more shooting. We have playmakers, Fosas coming back, and at least for a full season. And it's going to be see how he integrates. Franz come back at another year. Suggs come back healthy. Cole Anthony's come back healthy. If you've seen some of his recent videos, he like he done added some weight on him. He done added some muscle to him. 
Wendell Carter Jr. has already been primed for a possibly most improved player candidate. There's so much buzz around Orlando because of Ben Caro, but particularly now people are trying to pay attention to the other players that they're trying to catch up on this team because they're coming. They're really coming. And I, I it might not be next year, but in a few years, Orlando is going to be something uh, to rep to a force to be reckoned with. And it's going to make us fans proud. I kind of stuck it through this rebuild that they're slowly building. And I'm, I'm all about playing it out this year. I don't want to make any moves. I know Donovan Mitchell names to come up uh, a few players named to come up to try to make moves for. I want to see what we have and then make decision afterwards and see what we have. Vegas got us winning 27 games. I'm taking the over. That's free money. They just given us. I don't think we're winning. I, I don't think it's going to be 27 games. I think we're going to get between 30 to 35 games. Uh, these guys optimize that we can get to the playoffs. By all means, shatter our expectation. If you believe you can get to the playoffs and y'all can get there, please, us fans will love that. I got to be realistic here and think that we get 30 to 35 games. Mm-hmm. I, I think as well, and I agree with what you're saying, mate, and um, for me – it's what else is in the Eastern Conference. I think if the East had been, like, you know, when we got at the playoffs before, where it wasn't a strong East, mm. this is a, this is a really good squad. But when you're looking at it now, it's maybe Charlotte will dip. Do you know, with, with taking Bridges out of the team, I could see Charlotte dipping. If New York don't make the trade for Mitchell, if those players know that they've been shopped, Will the Knicks have like just continue on their downward trajectory? Washington might be another team, but then I think us and Detroit will improve. Yep. Uh, I think it's it's going to be hard to see which team would drop out from there because the longer um, Brooklyn goes without making a trade, the Nets look as though they're going to be still in the picture and be better if they're healthy. The other team I've thought about, I don't know how you guys feel, I wonder whether Cleveland take a bit of a dip this year. Because they started, they started off last year really well. They were in that playoff spot for so long. And then I think injuries hit them a little bit. And then they ended up as a play-in team. And they still had a really good season for Mobley's first year in the league. But I just wonder whether they're still a young team, aren't they? And I know they've brought in players. I know they've brought in Robin Lopez. And his experience is going to help with that team as well. But I just wonder whether maybe, like you said, Gat, with New York bringing in Mitchell... Does he elevate them above another team like Cleveland who are still building themselves? Yeah. And it's it's if that, I think it's if it happens, Mike, because I think if you're a player like Fournier's been, for example, thrown into a few hypothetical trades for Mitchell. Mm. If you're a player where it's like, actually, we're looking to shop you, we were looking to get rid, does that affect how you are as a locker room guy? Even though I think Fournier is probably pretty good in the locker room. But then I agree. And I think as well with Cleveland, there's the, there's the cloud of Colin Sexton. Yeah. They got you know? that decision to make as well, haven't they? Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. They want Levert, apparently. They allegedly want Levert, but, you know, Sexton to me is a guy where if a team got him for cheap, someone like the Lakers got Sexton for cheap, he changes that team dramatically for me. You know? Dallas should make a run of Sexton. Mm. Dallas, they got the money. Dallas should make a run with Sexton. Yeah, I He's agree. The score. And then Luca, the one that can facilitate. So make a run. Dallas should try to make a run for him. Yeah. Um, y'all mentioned about the whole roughing the locker room, fellas. So what about the Jalen Brown situation? You know, this is a team that just went back to the NBA Finals, and now you potentially—I don't know if it came from the net side, but there's this rumor about Jalen Brown. You know, about getting traded for Kevin Durant. So now you just created some country in your locker room, and he's a free agent next year. And Lord knows what happened, man. They just fell again. Like, mm. I, I would be surprised if um, Boston gave up everything to get KD. I would, yeah. Because yeah. the future's the future's there for them. And I think Brown tweeted something like SMH or something, didn't he? Like, <laughs> and you're like, you've just got to the finals. You've they've added Brogdon. Um, I think they've added Gallinari as well. They look yeah. a strong. Board. So I'm kind of like, what you've got? Run it back. Yeah, run it back. Run, 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 yeah, run it back. They got a dang good team, man. Run it back. And they added a weakness that they was having. They turned the ball. Jason Taylor had 100 turnovers in the playoffs, most ever. 
Mm-hmm. So now you got a point guard handling the ball from time to time, and then you can be a situation ball handler, mm-hmm. which for for I'm going back to the magic here. I know everybody was like, well, let's get over rid of Fultz and let's run through Ben Carroll. No, because you just saw the recipe that was a disaster that he tried to put the ball in his hands as a forward. So, no, Boston did the right thing and another piece that can handle the ball. They got mm-hmm. another shooter in Gallinari. And now you want to rough the feathers and try to get KD and then get rid of Brown and cause issues in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the Boston management said, hey, this was a leak from the net side, not our side. Mm-hmm. It'd be be interesting um, to see where it goes because it was a that was a surprise when it came out to me. I was like, well, eyebrows raised, you know. We had a rare conversation, Cortez, on um, the pod before last, where we were talking about with the current group what the starting five would look like, and I'm pretty sure we we're going to be on the same page. Me and Mikey were on the same page. What would be your um, everybody healthy opening night starting five for the Magic? So my starting five, my so I'm gonna do my starting five versus what they might do. Mm. My starting five will be, of course, the front court, Wendell Carter Jr., Franz, Paolo, uh, the guard. It's gonna be Fultz. I want Cole to start just for um, until subs figure it out shooting wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but who I think they will go with, and the reason they probably signed him back to a two year deal is Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Suggs and Suggs and Anthony just come off the bench until one of them figure out who's the cream of the crop to start with folks. Mm-hmm. So that that will be my starting five. Yeah. First of all, I think they're going to start. I feel like we didn't really give Garrett, because we when we talked about this, was it two weeks ago when we had all five of us on the pod? We didn't really even mention Gary Harris, did we? It wasn't somebody that I, I think we probably slept on him a little bit, but... Again, we said this on previous episodes. Gary's the the most experienced. Is probably going to give us the better chance to compete from day one. So it's, it's down to Coach Mosley, isn't it, to to make that yeah. decision which way he thinks we're going to go. Who's going to give us the better chance of winning games this year? Yeah. So, well, absolutely. I think as well. I think Cole's been quite like a divisive figure amongst the Magic uh, Twitter fan base, and I know Cod is the. Um, you and I, uh, we've gone into bat the call. Um, we've had the, the full body armor on at times. Uh, where, where do you currently stand with where like Cole is, and how do you, think you would take that leap to hit this potential that he does bring? You know what? It's so unfair to Cole that he he gets pressure as automatically sits man when everybody else on the team is like, oh, car when that car can be a star, you know, Foles can be a star. Uh, Franz can be a star. And Cole is still fairly young, and Cole was a, a top five player in his class in high school. So let's not forget that. And he had an injury real season with North Carolina. So, I mean, and that's probably why he's slipping the draft, because honestly, he, he shouldn't have been drafting in the middle uh, where he was. He, he's that much more talented. So I'm interested to see where it goes with him. Um, I just think because of the – and listen, we all aware that his defense needs to improve. Um, but he, he does something very well for his size. He rebounds the ball well for his size. Um, he gets to the rim. He just needs to learn how to finish, which I think adding the muscle mass will help him out. Yeah. But I, I just I just think the whole injury with him near the end of the season just kind of set him off a little bit where he couldn't get that lift off his jump shot. Mm-hmm. But I just hate the notion that he's instantly just got to be this, oh, he's sixth man a year candidate when – he, he he got enough talent to start. Now that now if those come out here, Suggs come out to blow out the gate and, and start shooting and, and go ahead, man. Like that's the only thing because Suggs can lock up somebody. He's one of the better defenders that we've seen um, as a prospect. So you know and that's a Drew Holiday. But mm-hmm. back to Cole, I, I just I think for him that really the selling for him as long as he can. He can be a good team defender if he can aim to be that. I think that's okay, but I, I do think that he, he at least could be a star in this league. I don't think he's a six man. I think he at least can be a star in this league. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had the chance to listen to uh, Zach Lowe's podcast? I think it was earlier this week with Kevin Clark on there. Have you guys listened to that I at all? Yeah. I've had the fill in off you, Mikey, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Kevin Clark appeared on on with Zach Lowe this week, and they talked about broke down the magic and Bancaro and how the roster's set for the next five, 10 years. Um, and they were talking about 
the guard rotation and the guard position and they both think the forward position, which I, I think is pretty much a lock, isn't it, with Wendell, Paolo and Franz, that they can see the three of them being three starters on the magic if we end up becoming a contender in the next five to ten years. But they said in terms of the backcourt, they was basically saying Fultz is, Fultz is probably at best a decent backup point guard in the next five years. And they also said the same about Cole Anthony and, and Suggs, I think still trying to figure it all out at the moment, but yeah, I, I just wonder what you guys thought about that. Um, cause, cause look, Cole, Cole's shown flashes of, of that all-star potential, mm-hmm. but you, with his shooting and lack of defense, you can see why people sort of fit him into that sixth man sort of role as well. Um, but yeah, to, to say that they were both sort of backup players, in, in the future, kind of, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of an insult to them. Uh, yeah. And that's why you, yeah. And that's why you want to see them play it out because you really don't know what we have. I mean, so for us to label them already like six man material without folks just came back and he helped us the one run to play off. Get the, I mean, I know we made an appearance in one worn game, but for the most part, he, he was vital to that game. So, like, I just want to see these guys play one year so I can come to that, like, terms of, like, okay, yeah, I, I can see the whole six-man thing. Yeah, because right now I don't see it with either Fultz or Anthony. I don't see it right now until I'm convinced, like, after a year, like, okay, well, we need some change in our guard series. So that, that's my two two cents on it. Yeah, I I, I think we need time to see. Um I think it's noticeable um, that Cole's put some size on in the off season. What height or weight? Weight. <laughs> Just joking. Got <laughs> <laughs> the shoe elevations, Mikey, as well. He's doing, he's doing the UK. We've got a UK politician called Rishi Sunak. He's doing a Rishi Sunak and wearing like an extra three inches, and he's uh... oh man. <laughs> but I think um, to write them off now. If they were playing for another team, would they be written off? If this was a, you know, we hear all the time about like Taylor Horton Tucker being a star playing, for example, on the Lakers. And I'm sorry, but I've seen nothing from Taylor Horton Tucker to suggest to me that he's better than Cole or Markel at all. I think if you added, if somehow uh, Markel Fultz becomes a mid 30s three point shooter, if he just became 35%, he's he's an all-star. <laughs> if he stays healthy, he's, he's on that borderline. Is he a starting five all-star? Possibly not, but he's he's good enough to be in that conversation. And then when we look at Cole, he, things happened last season, but in the first 25 games of the season, Cole was getting talked about as like not only the most improved player, but borderline all-star. He was posting... It's like, Cortez, I think you drew this comparison on Twitter. He was posting Steve Francis style stat lines. Yeah. You know, for a guy who had no preseason for his rookie year, he was like a 26 and six guy. And those guys don't, they're not common <laughs> in the league. They're really not. So I think for people just to just sweep in and go, oh, well, Cole Anthony's going to be this. Well, Jalen Brunson's just getting a lot of money from the New York Knicks. And I think, you know, he's doing really very similar things to what Cole in year two's done. Mm. Yep. So to just write somebody off that quickly is, I think it's a bit premature is what I'm trying to say. I think the big key is whether, whether Paolo becomes, can become that lead ball handler. Yeah. Or or how much, not, not full time, obviously he's not, you don't want the ball in his hands all the time you don't want him starting the offense because uh, you you really want to and again this is what they talked about on the podcast you you want that lead ball handler in the guard position as well you want somebody that can can uh can share the load with him but yeah i, I think paolo's ability offensively is gonna really determine what direction this team's gonna go in the next couple of years massively um but uh moving on cortez uh what Tell us, what was your take? How would you grade the Magic's draft um, when you look at other key prospects like Jabari Smith Jr., Chet Holmgren, 
Keegan Murray went four and Ivy went five. Were you happy with how it how it played out? I am now. <laughs> Watching two summer league games, man, because at, at initially I, I I didn't have Paul on our radar. Like like he said, you know, he, he thought he was getting drafted third because he didn't go work out with the Magic. So um, my whole thought was like, hey, man, is he a Chad Jabari? And and um, I, I still do the hashtag check boys. I'm, I'm still hashtag check boys. So, mm-hmm. but um, I, I I'm watching two summer league games with Paulo, and I watched I, I watched some video. I'm like, okay, he's impressed. But the thing that worried about Paulo, I was like, okay, well, he needs the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. We already have folks who can't shoot the ball, and I really want to see where this point front situation goes. So I want to see him on the ball a little bit more. So we get another guy that needs the ball in his hands. And I was worried about that. But watching the summer league, he has the ball in his hand and he's make quick and rash decisions. He doesn't have the ball in the hand for like two seconds. He really try to look. He's like, okay, I'm a drive or I'm a pass. And he he looks to pass. He really looks to pass. And so when I watched the Houston game, he was bigger than everybody else. I mean, he made Jabbar like a like an adolescent team, man, just the way he's built. Uh so after watching, I'm like, why wasn't he consistent number one? Like, the imagine new son, and this is the thing with like, like the well, Weltman and Hammond. Like, did they did they know? Because like we're sitting here watching them. Like, you can see why he went number one. Like, you can see, and you just wonder, like, why wasn't he the consensus number one pick? Um, Jabari still working to his frame. He he's gonna get it. He's gonna figure it out. Check. I, I love his ability. I know he's. Got the frame issue where he's tiny, um, but I, I I was thinking of in my head, and this is just base case scenario. I don't want to put anything in my head. I'm like, you know, KG likeability where he he can defend multiple positions, um, can handle the ball. And I was like, man, I I don't want to miss out on a guy like that again. But then I'm looking at it now. I'm like, you know what, Paulo was the right choice. Um, and for once, they kept they kept a a second round draft pick hmm. and they love these Michigan guys. I tell you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, it was Houston. was saw a prospect and apparently he, he went to Mount Verde Academy and was supposed to be, he was one of those top recruited players as well too. And he just tend to slip and he came out just slinging the ball signing. You can see why they signed him right away. I'm like, why he hadn't signed yet. And then they watched him. I'm like, Oh, now they signed him. So I, I get the magic. They, the last few years, man, they, they really killed this draft process. Like, we're so much set up for the future better than we was a few years ago. I mean, this is me seeing Vucevic cry, and, and, and I cry because I'm like, this guy embraced the city. But this is a decision that has to be made for you to move forward. You can't sit in the middle all the time and sit there and, and hope that we add little pieces here. You have to make drastic changes. Sometimes you got to take one step back to move two steps forward. And imagine the last two drafts had did that exact thing. They are moving forward in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, obviously, this summer league was exciting, seeing Paolo, but you went to summer league last summer. Um, tell us about that experience. Is that something you'd recommend Hoops fans get out to Vegas to go and see? Oh, man. Listen, Vegas basketball summer league. If you're if you're the hardcore basketball fan, you watch hoops religiously, which I know you two guys do, and everybody on this podcast love basketball. So y'all watch this religiously like I do. Um, going out there and interacting with you know media, I met up with Josh Robbins and we had a conversation. Um, Gary Payton was signing autographs everywhere. Nice human being. Um, you get they're just random NBA players walking around and it's literally like for, for the, you pay. So the tickets all day, you can pay 60 bucks all day and watch games. They have concession stands. They have drinks. You can have, go to the bar, relax. Uh, you can go there. The, the two um, arenas and Co- they got Cop Pavilion and Thomas and Cop Center, uh, Thomas and Mac Center. They're right there within walking distance. And it was just a such an experience. I remember everybody was like, man, you're from Florida. What are you doing here? I was like, to watch basketball. You're not here to go to the clubs. You're not here to go. No, I, no I'm here to watch basketball. I'm, I'm a simple guy, man. 
Um, did I go down and hang out at the strip? Yeah, I did. But I went right down to the Fremont Street where my yeah. Tito's was five bucks down there. And the bartenders actually talk to you and you tip them well and you play slots. I played slots and I was five, ten bucks. I said, I'm done. <laughs> but I sit there and watch this show in Vegas. It was a great time. Um, food was over there amazing. I had fat burger. That's that's a West Coast burger joint over there. They're moving on to Orlando, but to try it over there, the probably one of the biggest and best burgers I had. But the Vegas experience, man, I'm telling you, if you're a casual fan and if you can afford a week to go and just watch basketball and enjoy the young process because you meet you meet recruiters from even across the way. There were recruiters in the Chinese basketball league that was over there. Uh, the Euro leagues over there was over there recruiting players. So they, they have a draft there after they complete this, the, the season. So there are so many dreams that's trying to be accomplished there that you respect the game even more from watching something like that. You learn from the game. You talk to all these hoop heads that's near you. I talked to Sacramento fans. I talked to uh, Milwaukee fans, like just having discussion with pure basketball. Oh, you a Magic fan? You from Orlando? Yeah, man. Like you flew all the way to Vegas to watch the summer league. Hey, man, I gotta come out here and watch Suggs and and, and Wagner. So, um, but from a from a fan standpoint, I I'm definitely going again. I I, I wish I would have went this year because knowing what we know now, Apollo. But I would I would recommend anybody to go, and I would be going again to watch the Vegas summer league. Huh. That's that's quite the endorsement. And you, you were saying there about some of your experiences. And I know when I was in Orlando, you uh, you gave me the Cortez experience of, uh, of the city beautiful, and uh, you nailed the pregame with a you know we went to um, to get the tacos and such beforehand, and then we hit up the lodge. Have you got any tips for those going to watch the Magic in future? Because I will say I fully endorse any recommendations the Cortez made. Just <laughs> absolutely nailed. Listen, uh, so Magic Game Day is always a big day for us, but uh, f- for the folks that I go to, like, at least 25 games a year. So um, it's a big deal for me, man. Like, this is – everybody like, oh, you get your Disney pass here, your annual pass here for Disney, your annual pass for Universal. This is my annual pass here. I go to Magic Games. I go to basketball games. I'm a hoop fanatic. So it's – and I, I told Gary when he came out, like, listen, man, I said, do you want a Philly cheesesteak or you want some tacos or burritos? He was like, I'm going to move some tacos. All right, well, we're going to Gringos Locos Tacos and you're going to have the best tacos that you have in your life here. They were voted best in Orlando. Gary went there. You can see he just melted when he bit into that. (laughs) Uh, But no, so the funny thing is I go to these bars that I know people that are Magic fans. Um, The bar manager at the Lodge is a Magic fan. A few of the bartenders. I took a few of them to the game. So, um, you know, they're, they're all Magic fans. They're, they they engage you. And, and Gary can tell you the drinks are strong over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, they know they, they know me. They, they make the drinks pretty strong. Um, so you establish relationships with the bartender. You establish relationships with people already down there. Um, I was down there for a soccer game just a week ago and they was like, where you been at? I'm like, there's no magic games. man. I'm, I'm not downtown like this anymore. This is for the young crowd, man. Like, uh, but no, it's, it's one of those where you literally look up. There's so much good food around the area. If you go to Mills Avenue, there's food over there. Um, barbecue joint over there. They got Asian cuisine over there. Um, like I said, man, I'm, I'm all about looking up the area and, and I like trying stuff different new. Uh, there's a place called chicken fire that makes the best chicken tender. They, they're rivaling uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, Cena's is a soul food place that's right down the way. They, they make some of some of the best greens and pork chops you'll ever have, man. Like, But if you look at some of these experiences that's nearby the arena, um, you're rooting for the match to do well because when they do well, all these other businesses nearby are just going to shoot up. So I'm, I'm really rooting for the magic to be in contender again so these businesses can benefit from them being in contention and stay in contention. Absolutely. It is, it's the footfall, isn't it? It's bringing people in the area. It helps them. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I endorse it. I will say, Maggie, that I had, I think it was at the Double D. Um, yeah, Double D Tacos. Yeah. I would really recommend <laughs> No one needs a man who likes his food, Maggie. I think you would be into that. 
Well, I'm Absolutely. sorry to everyone, I'm I'm sorry to everyone listening and watching because I'm hungry now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you are too, then we could just blame these two guys. Um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah well, I, I'm I'm definitely looking at looking forward to uh, hitting out with you guys in October for sure. Um, looking ahead to this season, then Cortez, there's a there's a mix of opinions about what the Magic might do this season, where they're going to finish, um, and the landscape of the NBA. But do you think the Magic can make the play-in tournament? Or even the playoffs, um, and have and what's your predictions on who's going to win it all next season? Kings of the East, Kings of the West, MVP, all that sort of stuff. So, I want your full take. Okay, full so prediction. so the Orlando Magic um, are a very interesting team. Uh, they're they're going to put it together. They're, they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be one of those teams that you have on lead pass, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be one of those teams that going to be that way. If they wasn't already. Uh, so I, I expect them to barely miss the play-in. Um, they'll, be, they'll be right there, but they'll come up short. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. More than anything in the world for them to be make, make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like we'll make our evaluations, and then next year we'll strike with a uh, disgruntled player, <clears throat> Jalen Brown. Uh, but no i I just think with that that's how we'll look for that um so as far as who i think will be the nba champs i think the bucks bounce back man milwaukee bucks will bounce back uh if they stay healthy um maybe we'll finally have a matchup between them and golden state but phoenix i'm not counting out either i know they had a down year and they just Got too cocky and ran to a. When you play a superstar like Luca, the one superstar can just change the landscape of a, of a of a series. Y'all know that. You have that one superstar that just changed the landscape of everything. Uh, kings of the East and Kings of the West. Um, it won't be the Kings anymore. Who won't be Kings of the East? <laughs> <laughs> they they are doing things the right way. They, they got a defensive coach and they got. Um, some offensive talent around there, around them. And uh, De'Aaron Foss has a little bit more spacing now with, with adding Murray and uh, adding these other pieces that came to the team. Uh, so they're, they're not, they're not going to be the Kings of the West, but who will be the Kings of the West? I, I probably would go with, hmm, I'm going to probably go with the Spurs. That's, 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 they're 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 going to be rebuilding, so they're they're probably going to be the, and this this is going to be hurt for Spurs fans who've been used to a cut to winning, but they will be the new kings of the West until they figure it out. It's more time there, which with their management, it'll be very soon. But right now, I'm nominating them for kings of the West, kings of the East. Uh, that this easy going to be the Washington Wizards. What the heck are they doing over there? <laughs> they just signed Bradley Bill to a contract. They, this is this is a team that's literally aiming for the middle. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, I'm so, listen, I love Vucevic and I'm glad that we moved on from him. But man, it, as a as a Wizards fan, that's gotta drive you bonkers, man. Like, yes, he's loyal and everything like that, but goodness gracious, man, you just break the bank for this dude and and now you're just stuck in me- mediocrity. And so that's my Kings of the East. Uh, MVP and Rookie of the Year. Um, I think it's going to be a three-man race for Rookie of the Year. I got Jalen Ivey. I got Keegan Murray and Paulo Bancaro. That, those would be my top three for uh, Rookie of the Year running. Uh, MVP. Hmm. MVP. I'm going to go with Luca. Luka's going to get one. Luka's going to get MVP of the year. And so those are my – we got, got any more? That you, I, I think I nailed them all, the, the ones you needed, Mikey. Sounds good. Gary, think, what's yours? I think um, I'm going to go with Bancaro because I think he's going to get the minutes and he's got the he's got the bills. Like I, I'm going to say now with Bancaro, my uh, tagline to him should be he's got built like a tank but handles like a Porsche. I think that's going to be my uh, – <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of Bancaro. So I'm going for that. I think he's rookie of the year. I could see Yanis having a big season. I think it's always hard to go against the stat line that he can post up. Um, 
I think San Antonio is going to be the worst team in the the league. I think that they are aiming for that. I think I'm not saying they'll win it, but I think a team who could make noise in the West next year is the Pelicans. I, re- Ooh, I think okay. I think as yeah. Zion comes in healthy, add Ingram, McCollum, the pieces they've got around them. I quite like the look of that team. So I think they might shock some people, but I do think it could be a Golden State versus Milwaukee or even a repeat with Boston in the finals um going forward. So that would be that would be my tip. And I just I think whether Golden State win it or not depends on what guys like Kaminga and Moody are going to bring to that team net going forward. And James Wiseman, I think, could actually tip things if he hits anywhere. And if he becomes a good 13 and 8 guy, Wiseman could actually make that team pretty scary. Um I don't know, Mikey, you got any anything you would add to that? Uh yeah, uh, Spurs and the Wizards, yeah, I think they're gonna be the bottom feeders in both both conferences. MVP. Um I actually think, and he come close to shit, mm. I think Joel Embiid's got a really good shout next year of winning Ooh. MVP. Yes, I th- yes. I think it, it, as long as Harden can stay healthy, that mm. I still don't, and I've always said this, I don't think any team with James Harden as one of the best two or three players on their team is going to win a title. I, I just don't believe in James Harden to be that guy, but they're still going to be one of the better teams in the East. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Joel Embiid for MVP, Rookie of the Year, Bancaro. Um, I'm actually going to say NBA champions next year. And there's not a lot of people saying this, but I think it's going to be the Clippers. Ooh, okay. I think it's going to be the Clippers because they've added depth. They've added John Wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've got lots of shooting. They've got Marcus Morris, Paul, if Paul George and Kawhi can stay healthy. I can't remember what their record is with the two of them on the floor together when they're both playing, but really good. it's, it's really pretty good. good. And then you've got yeah. Norman Powell, you've got Batum who's returned, Robert Covington. I think they've uh, signed Rodney Hood as well, another guy that can shoot the ball. Um, they're loaded. Um, so I, I, I think they're going to come pretty close next year. So I'm going to say the Clippers just for a... Uh, little outside shot there it's worth a tenner I reckon <laughs> so so Cordes before we and I think that's a hell of a shout actually Mikey I think that's a really good that's a really good pick before we go um, obviously you've got your pod you've got your Twitter presence would you like to plug any of those for our listeners so they might come and join you sure man alright guys I am a podcast host for Bosnock Court Podcast there's the hat right there lovely um <laughs> So I, I don't do – I do generic, so I do a lot of college, pro, football, NBA. Of course, I'm the NBA guy. Kevin Carter, who's our co-host, um, he's more of the football guy. Uh, the Hardwood Nation, I, I'm affiliated with them as well. Uh, they're, they're our guys who uh, do a lot of basketball. Kevin, unfortunately, is a Heat fan, so that's that's where the disconnect happens there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so is CL. He's also a Heat fan. Um, so dealing with two Heat fans, and I had to do a basketball podcast. There's always that whole big brother, little brother kind of dynamic, like the Clippers and the Lakers, the Magic and the Heat dynamic there. But they're great at what they do. Um, so I've been doing that for like five or six years. So uh, Gary is a big supporter, and I had to give him a hat when he came down. So um, Magic, hey, Orlando Magic UK, um, great. Great show that y'all do here. I watch y'all from time to time. Y'all always are uh, do well. It gives out. Shout out to the community. Um, y'all represent the Magic basketball community very well. And it's always, always an honor, man, to see basketball fans, uh, even across the pond, the roof of our team. Magic Twitter, man, and, and, and Twitter in general, man. It's, I remember when I logged on Twitter and for the first time, because I'm like, I have Facebook. I'm like, oh, man, I'm a you know, I'm a big, I'm a big Magic fan. You don't see too many Magic fans on like Facebook that's hardcore like that. And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know too many Magic fans like here. You go on Twitter, man. There's about 20 or 30 people Magic fans that's big, bigger Magic fans than me, or just as big as me. And so it's it's just so humbling when I meet all you guys, man. And and uh, y'all guys do a hell of a job on the podcast, man. And, and I, um, glad that I was able to 
uh, have us on the show, man. It's been an honor, man. I thank you guys for having me on. Uh, we've absolutely loved having you on and Cortez I've, you know it's one of those where it's been like gotta get Cortez on this show because you're one of the guys where it's like you know ball I've known you for a long time on the real GM as well and you know ball you know players and you've always got reason views so it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and I appreciate as well that you've got up so early <laughs> in Orlando <laughs> <laughs> so, has, exactly, this, has, has this helped the hangover though that's the question Oh man, man! I'm finna go cook me up some some sausage and egos, and finna wake wake up, man. So trust me, y'all y'all don't got me going now. And then I'm going to this uh, there's this this uh, water park that's in near Kissimmee. I'm gonna go hang out there. I got a year pass. So I'm gonna go cool down because it's nine degrees right now, eleven o'clock. It's ninety degrees at eleven o'clock. That's how hot it is here. Surprised <laughs> to know that it isn't that hot here. <laughs> I think it's in the seventies. Oh, I don't know what it is. I, I, I will love that weather right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, a bit of, got a bit of a breeze and it's typically Cloud. not overcast, you know. Yeah. You know Cloudy but, and overcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. And again, as always, I'm going to thank anyone who's listening, watching. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, it's at Orlando Magic UK. And for the latest news, do visit our website, which is orlandomagicuk.com. So from Cortez, from Mikey and myself, go magic. <laughs>